powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. I am unmuted, yes. My name is Kaya May, and welcome to the... Oh, I forgot to mute that site. Welcome to Game Over Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks just lost uh, 5-4 in a shootout to the Nashville Predators um, in a game that I really thought was going to be gonna be 4-2, or, you know, maybe 4-3. Maybe we got lucky. No, Kuzmenko was just like, yeah, what is a tank, and just shot it. Anyway, um... Before we get into the show, just a quick little message. Uh, Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame live in play are on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction make- makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code... I always point the wrong way, at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, now that we have done, now we've introduced, you know, kind of the mood for tonight, just kind of just seeing so close, but then also, do we want to be that close? I am here with Ryan Shop of uh, the Pucks on Net podcast. How are you tonight? I am fantastic. I know we're talking about the Canucks and we're talking about uh, their game against Nashville, but a lot of us have a vested tank interest. So to <laughs> to you, to the to the people in the chat, the viewers, Chicago has tied it up very late um, to force overtime. So loser points to Vancouver, loser points to Chicago tonight. There are some positives to come out of this disgusting uh show of uh competitiveness to uh force that game to overtime into a shootout so no, imagine they win they're playing vegas imagine they win well christmas christmas would be coming early then oh yeah all right <laughs> um getting into kind of tonight's game what were your expectations you know nashville they're kind of a mid-team they're where we are trying to be or where we thought we'd be they're, you know, on the cusp of a, the playoff bubble, which is easy to do in the West Conference. But, um, yeah, just what were your thoughts heading into a team? Especially, you know, they're missing Philip Forsberg, who's one of their kind of offensive big guys. Well, I thought I, I didn't have a lot of faith in the Canucks tonight. You know, Nashville going in was five points out of wild card two. That's... You know, there was a time when the Canucks just that was their that was their Super Bowl was being that close to wild card too. But they you know, they're trying to get in the playoffs. It is a logjam of uh of mediocrity in the West. And with OEL being put on the injured reserve and Luke Shen flying home, I'm like, there is a there is a good chance that this could be a very quick and easy slaughter in the water in Nashville. So uh I was Listen, we're all hoping for Connor Bedard here, so I was I was gearing up for a uh, a less than uh, less than stellar performance from the Canucks, but they proved us all wrong in the 59th minute mm-hmm. as we all uh, were getting ready to do this show. So yeah, not not the best. The amount of times, well, I mean, I've this has happened. This is the second time, but the amount of times the Canucks. I'm just like I'm so set on a show plan. We're gonna talk about them being bad, and oh wow, they tied it up. <laughs> And we're going to overtime. The other one, I think they won. It was the Carolina game. They did win. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you, that was one you kind of wanted them to win. Like they, you know, Bruce was, oh, still, yeah, Bruce here, was still here. It's been a month. Was... <laughs> I I just I just realized that today. It's been a month since yeah 
well, not since he got fired, because that was the day after, but the day we all knew he was gonna get fired was weeks before that, but, like, the, uh, the Edmonton game was the 21st. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we, we knew it, but the fact that we knew he was getting fired, like, six weeks starting about six seven weeks ago is still feels just insane because that that feels like years ago <laughs> yeah this team has gone through a lot this season like you said oel is injured now um he has an ankle sprain sustained during the early in the new york rangers game um i was there i don't know i just saw oel and then i just saw him disappear from the bench and i was like oh oh no that's not good um the Lazar injury, well, that was obviously Jacob Truba. I feel like he's to blame for a lot of injuries these days, but... You were there? I was at the at the Rangers game, yeah. Wait, that on wasn't Wednesday. in New York. Okay. Oh, no, 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 on Wednesday, yeah. I was like, wait, where were they playing? I'm like, where are you? <laughs> um. Yeah. The <laughs> first goal... Did Okay, I have a question. Did you yep. think that was offside? The first Nashville goal. It was like, it was razor thin. And in those situations where they've already, already called it a goal, you're, you're, you're really punching out of your weight class and they're, they need definitive proof. So I kind of looked at it and I, I didn't see anything too egregious, but I did just watch either. I watched yesterday or this morning, the behind the scenes video that the Canucks put out of, uh, the video team working. So I'm like, well, if Mark Crawford's son is telling him to challenge it, he seems like an upstanding citizen. So I, I had faith, but yeah, it was, it was a little too close. Did you watch that video? I did not watch that video. Actually, It was pretty good. I okay. recommend it. I will. I usually watch the all access stuff, but I have not gotten to it yet, but yeah, I don't know. I was like, it could go either way here. Um, just cause of the way his skate was, it was like kind of off, kind of not, um, the puck was obviously on the other side. It wasn't like the Kale McCarr weird one where he passed. Yeah. It. Yeah. Like that whole, that's like the weirdest non-offside call I've ever seen. Um, and so it's like my, that's my go-to for like any questionable offside or like anything of that. But yeah, um, nothing aside from that, not a lot happened in the first no. period. A hell of a dull first period um, to the point where I was writing down things that impressed me. And it was, uh, I, I know on my notes, I'm like, oh, there was a defensive breakdown. There was another defensive breakdown. <laughs> uh, uh, and there was another defensive breakdown, which led to a penalty. And then I also had nice structure. And <laughs> there was a couple moments in the first period where the Canucks were on the power play in the offensive zone but they gave up the puck and I'm like, oh, well, this is this is not going to be good. And JT Miller under Rick Tockett put himself in a situation to block and and uh, prevent a clearing attempt. And I was like, why? I he's he's growing. He's evolving. He's learning. So I had I had on my notes, nice structure, uh, three uh, defensive breakdowns for Vancouver. Also three. So uh, a wash, if you will. <laughs> yeah um i had for my notes for the first i literally just started writing about the boards 
like the oh. digital ads. I was just like, Oman just disappeared into the boards. Uh, Saros's <laughs> elbow at one point. Elias Pettersson kind of got morphed yeah. into a dark blue Canucks hoodie at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had went one on four, one for four on the power play. Yep. Overall, um, apparently we're tenth in the league, or something around that nature for the power play. From a graphic during the game, we've probably gone down, but we had three shots on the second power play, one on the first, which literally just hit Saros in the head. Um, the goaltender interference call for Ro- on Roman Yossi was really funny. Like, I didn't know that that was a call, because, like, Delia's jumping up to grab the puck, Yossi crashes into him. <laughs> I just wrote, big man crash. That Yo. was big man crash. There was a lot of big man crash in this game. And yeah. like, this was a perfect game of two, two teams that were like, let's just hope they have fun and nobody gets hurt. And, you know, Ryan Johansson has this, the worst night ever. Uh, they're trying to kill pod Colson multiple times. Like Tanner, you know, like I guess he owes him money or something. <laughs> and I was like, can, can you guys just not get hurt? Like, that's what we're hoping for, because this is a real, this is a bit of a tank battle here. And if we go to the chat and I did, did just see, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have won in overtime. Oh, wow. Kane the almost tank had is a butter beezer. Be- but- butter beezer? A butter beezer? <laughs> butter beater. But enough about the third period of tonight's Canucks game, am I right? I know. Um, yeah, exactly. Buzzer beater. That's the word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I literally... I leading up to the two nothing goal by Tomasino, who fun fact, he has twelve career goals. A quarter of them are against the Vancouver Canucks. Ah, yes, the Milan Hayduke of bottom six, uh, uh, you know, uh, unremarkable uh, bottom six uh, grinders and and uh, and special teams killer uh, penalty killers that kill the Canucks and only the Canucks. I saw that stat too, and I'm like, oh well. Of of course, of all of the course. people of the of the of this person, I'm hearing this name for the first time tonight. Of course, he's got that many goals against the Canucks. Of course, of course, it's his first of the year in the yeah. five games he's played because Philip Forsberg is out. And yeah, <laughs> um, Di Giuseppe, I really liked his game tonight. I think he's definitely had a good call up. Um, that might also be just because I'm a Phil Di Giuseppe fan, but. Why are you a big Phil DiGiuseppe fan? Um, he almost got a hat trick when I went to an Abbotsford game. <laughs> well, <laughs> case closed. Nothing else yeah. to you there. <laughs> I also just think I just also think he's fun. So yeah, he is a he is a fun DiGiuseppe. player, and he was yeah really noticeable tonight. Like I was, I'm like, oh, there's Phil DiGiuseppe again, and you know he he was on a fun line with Besser and Miller, and no, like, the second line winger. Yeah. <laughs> As long as, listen, if you are a Vancouver Canuck and you are not playing on the Sheldon Dry's line of insignificance, like you're you're having a good time. And yeah, he was noticeable. He was making plays. Uh, Miller, when he wasn't just, be, you know, you know, caught, you know, turning the puck over and just being his usual confusing self, he, you know, made Phil Giuseppe, uh, you know, made him open, got him a lot of opportunities and just, made the most of that spot on that alleged second line, whatever it may be. The alleged second line. Yeah, because Talkit really likes putting his lines kind of in a blender, um, which is like a term often used. Um, I mean, Boudreaux used to do this too, 
but oh chicago no goal shootout time yeah um <laughs> welcome to game over for chicago blackhawks as we uh <laughs> talk about how problematic the team is the oh, history God. of the team uh the logo and its famous alumni oh yeah Kaner new have you seen that tweet <laughs> Oh God! Why is that yeah. still up? Delete, delete, delete. delete. How, <laughs> There's a. <laughs> how are how is your social media person just that not knowing? Canner knew, Quenville knew, Taves no knew, Seabrook knew. <laughs> they all knew. Who else was on that team? Marion Hosa. He knew. Um, Bufflin. Dustin Bufflin knew. Uh, Anti Niemi knew. Brent Sopel also, also knew. Which I also find insane that Buffalo knew, and then he like just kind of quiet, quiet quit the Winnipeg Jets because <laughs> oh, there was a toxic workforce. But anyway, this is not Chicago. <laughs> Let's talk about Kuzmenko. Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, when's the last time you uh, drank a Coke and paired it with a banana? How recently? People do that to throw up. Like, I was so scared. No, it's Sprite and Banana, which oh, is the combo. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, oh, man. Yeah. But Kuzmenko is certainly an interesting character. I was working when that game happened, and I just went on Twitter after I was done, and I was just, why is everyone talking about bananas? It's a Saturday night game against the Philadelphia Flyers of two teams that are awful at hockey. If the one positive... Well... One of the two positive things of this season can do something quirky and uh, prevent us from talking about where Luke Shen's going to be traded or JT Miller did this, then it's a win. But um, Kuzmenko, uh, he's not on Team Tank, I guess, in terms of players you want to invest in long term. You know, you kind of want that. You don't want Mason McTavish texting. Uh, Connor Bedard oh every time the Ducks lose be like I'm you're coming this way uh, that's so screwed up <laughs> I'm I'm really glad I'm hearing like that should have been more of a story like that yeah. is lo- that is like that's your losing sh- shitty culture of just like you don't want that the Anaheim Ducks yeah no it's it's certainly something like Anaheim definitely has not had a great year mm-hmm. but and I understand Mason McTavish is younger than I am. <laughs> that is impossible. <laughs> that is impossible. Okay, I am Mason McTavish. I think he was just on the World Juniors, so. Uh, 2003, January 30th. So he's about a month and a half younger than me. <laughs> so <laughs> technically, so like I understand from a certain level of like image, like close level immaturity, but at the same time, how... You could also tell Connor Bedard hasn't been media trained because there's no way that would have gotten out if he was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's something you don't you, you keep under your uh, you keep close to the vest while uh, all this is happening. Yeah. That's not that's not going to look good in the RFA negotiations. Oh gosh, yeah. But Kuzmenko tonight, I I love him. He is a bright spot on the year. He's fun as hell. Excellent diet. He scored a beautiful goal that brought it within. Did he score the two one goal? <laughs> he scored. Yeah, he scored the two, the two one goal. I don't know what you're giggling about over there. <laughs> great but... diet. <laughs> <laughs> great diet. His diet is a TikTok challenge. Oh. Um, 
but he's, he had that goal. He had a beautiful goal that he was just sprung wide open, split the D and, and then, yeah, in over uh, to, to force overtime, to tie it up cheeky little play to just get the puck on a stick and read uh, uh, to redirect it. And unfortunately send it for overtime out of town scoreboard. The Chicago Blackhawks have one in the shootout. So everything is right in the world. Just like, uh, it doesn't matter if Andre Kuzmenko is ruining the tank. The Blackhawks will will prop us back up. Thank you, thank you, Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Never said that now, in my life. Yeah, well, that's the first and hopefully last time we we utter those words. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about how much we loved, you know, how fun Andre Kuzmenko was tonight, um, who was the bizarro Andre Kuzmenko? Who was your? Uh, I don't know. Who is your dud of the game? Because I think we might have the same answer. <laughs> this is <a> Tyler Myers. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was on ice for all four Nashville goals. I was surprised they didn't let him like skate a lap during the shootout, just in case. Um, definitely <laughs> could have seen that happen. Um, but he ended up being a minus three. So, mm-hmm. which means he was on ice for one goal. Does the chat, does anybody know which goal he was on the ice for that brought it down to a minus three? He was on ice for 20 minutes and nine seconds. Hmm. And he had a shot on goal. Offensive juggernaut and playmaking uh, defenseman uh, Tyler Myers uh, not doing much of anything. Uh, a lot of, oh man, a lot of defensemen for the Canucks did not look good tonight. Oh. <laughs> um. I'm thinking of Riley Stillman. There was an opportunity again in my my laundry list of defensive breakdowns by the Canucks. There was one where where uh, Riley Stillman and Tyler Myers collide into each other. They in front of uh, Colin Delia or Delia. I can't remember which, remember which one it is. I always I, uh, I, think it's I always call. Yeah, it's not Delia. That's the problematic uh, grooming comedian. Um, but oh yeah. They- Sorry. <laughs> I completely forgot about that dude. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh they they bump into each other. Then there's like three failed opportunities to to get the puck out of their own uh, own end and then just it results in a Nashville goal and and there were so many times tonight where defensive breakdown might involve Tyler Myers, might be behind his own goalie uh ca- causing a disturbance he is causing a ruckus and a- he brought the motherfucking ruckus if he was the Wu-Tang Clan tonight <laughs> I have Myers mentioned seven times in my document <laughs> lineup is the first one is the goal is Myers hiding behind Delia on the first goal the second <laughs> the third one is the second goal when Barrier and Myers get signals crossed before the blue line, and oh, then they can't. Oh god, that was a bad one. Yeah, and then Tomasino just goes through behind everybody. Mm-hmm. The fourth mention, uh, the Niederreiter goal. Um, who uh, there was a lot of people on Nashville that I forgot signed to Nashville. Nino Niederreiter or are in Nashville now. Ryan McDonough was traded yep. there. Um, I completely forgot about him being there, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, noted former Rangers captain." Yeah, this is a who's who there right now. I know. Um, and then three-two Niederreiter. Twelve seconds after we tied it, Myers is once again behind the goalie. <laughs> uh, Myers fell and allowed a three-on-two. 
4-2, Myers ran into linesman and Delia has to save him. Myers has been on ice for all four goals. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, you know, I used to work in, in, in sports broadcasting and I would do graphics and I would always love to cobble together a shame graphic. <laughs> and if somebody's having a really bad game and, you know, you put a, a bit of a, uh, a cheeky uh, headline on there, like, like, I don't know, I'd be like, Tyler Myers, it would be like stumbling and fumbling tonight or something like that that I would want to make together. I would have a hell of a good shame graphic for for Tyler Myers tonight and a basic anecdote like when you're a defenseman, like day one stuff, don't go behind the net. You don't need to go behind the goalie. You should be in front of the goalie to uh, to defend. defend. And he chose not to listen that day. He decided, no, I'm just going to go on my own path. <laughs> you know when giraffes are learning to walk? It's the cutest, isn't it? It's like where their legs are all like odd and their mom keeps kicking them. Because that's a real thing that giraffe moms do. Learn yep. that. Um, yeah, that that feels that felt like uh, when he fell and then allowed the 4-2 um, the goal to happen. Also, Hughes almost fell too. Like he just tripped on seemingly nothing while he was also in possession behind the net. And I was yep. like, is the ice in Nashville just bad? Yeah. Like did they it, get did they throw the Mardi Gras beads on it or <laughs> I love the yeah, they they cut to the, the 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 Predator's radio guy and he's got the Mardi Gras beads going. Yeah. That guy knows how to have a good time. Yes. Um anyway, continuing with the game. What did you think about uh Christian Lennon? Uh he was a player. He played for the Canucks. He played defense. Uh, he played 18 minutes, which was about six more than I thought he would. And he he didn't do anything to stand out. And when you are a rookie, a younger defenseman, if you can just play the game and not screw up or not be noticeable, you're having a good night. Like that was Chris Tanev for the first few years of his career. Like, if you don't get noticed, if you don't cough up the puck, if you are not Keith Ballard or Tyler Myers just just blowing up your spot, you're gonna be fine. Like the fact that a, a relatively inexperienced kid could call, come up from Abbotsford and just not not fumble the ball, fine by me. That's great to see. <laughs> what about you? He is almost twenty eight. I don't know who he is. I don't. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, no. No, you said you're you like a kid. And I was like, wait a second. How? I was like, I, I get confused sometimes about like the Abbotsford player. I do think Christian Milanen is very good for Abbotsford. And yeah, like you said, it's great to like, I don't want to say not be noticeable, but it's great to kind of fly under the radar, especially on a team that is horribly defensively. Um, yes. That's all you can hope for tonight. 71 NHL games, I stand corrected. <laughs> He's oh, got a lot wow. of jerseys already. I know he was drafted by Ottawa. Um, anyway, yes. Uh... And then in the shootout, I just wanted to mention this because, uh, of course, John Shorthouse mentioned it. Um, the winning goal scored by Matt Duchesne. Ew. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> just... Just not a fan. Um, you're not. You're not a fan of of, of old Maddie D- uh, Duchesne. Oh gosh, I I want to go experience playoff hockey. That's what <laughs> I want to do. I want to experience playoff hockey. 
I don't yes. like Joe Sackick anymore. We're not. We're friends off, me and Joe. I'd like to go to the Ottawa Senators. Yes, because I will certainly be in the playoff hockey. And then the Colorado wins like ah. the the laundry list of players traded from the Colorado Avalanche that seemed like a huge blow at the time, and now a few years removed. With hindsight, of course. Uh, they 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 aren't missing much. They aren't missing Ryan O'Reilly. They're not missing oh, yeah. Matt Duchesne anymore or Tyson Berry. I completely forgot about that Ryan O'Reilly was a Colorado Avalanche. And they all held out. Like it's so yeah. wild to think of how that that culture has changed. Um I have I have a question for you, and that was what was the funniest line of the night? The funniest line? Yeah. Like over the like yeah a comment yeah oh um where i actually wrote it down the one that i liked the neither coach is gonna lose (laughs) hair over this that is the winner yeah i got that too that cracked me up so much i loved that i was just like you gotta be kidding me but of course um yeah speaking of commentary matt duchene scores the winner and uh, it was his shoot, his 69th shoot out of 10 ah, in his career. Nice. Yeah, nice. 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 Um, all right. Before we get into the rest, just want to mention, like the video, comment down below, comment in chat. If you're here with us live, subscribe to SDPN. Rate and review if you're listening to this on a podcast platform. And yeah, let's get into the IR situation. Who said that? John Shorthouse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the IR kind of situation and just kind of everything that's going on with the Canucks injury wise um Shorthouse Shorty um right <laughs> yeah. uh John Shorthouse did make that joke and and John Garrett did you know chime in about how yes. uh good yet bad it was at the same time and listen when midweek Preds play in the Canucks we're in the middle of a tank job to get Lynn Valley's own Connor Bedard. You got you gotta make him laugh. You gotta you gotta Lynn pop Valley the viewers. Zone. Lynn Valley's own. Yes. He's coming. He's coming. Don't worry. Lynn Valley scares me. Oh, Adios. it's it's the least hospitable uh uh neighborhood on the North Shore. Don't even get us started. I just, I I just don't like driving anywhere past the bridge. <laughs> anywhere past there, I'm just like, no thank you. I have not taken, I have not gone there. I have driven downtown, but yeah. I have not done that. Um, okay, so OEL is on IR. Let me li- read the laundry list of um, injuries we've had since so on ja- since January 21st. Um, okay, that's just William Lockwood on the 25th. So let's start on the 28th of January. Ilya McCann, it's just Will Lockwood, which we already know he was cleared to play a few uh, yesterday, and yeah. now he's back in Abbotsford. Um, but go Will Lockwood. He is younger, so he is a, he can be classified as a kid. Yeah, because he also looks like a child still. Um, no, he does. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Like he's like twenty three. <laughs> I think him and Quinn Hughes. I think they both played for Michigan. Will Lockwood looks like he could like be in a Nickelodeon like high school teen drama tomorrow and like oh not it would not be a stretch. It would not like no one would question it. He's an extra on Good Luck Charlie. Like <laughs> Um yeah, we're about to acquire a school child to fix a billion dollar organization. Oh, Connor. 
I'm here to tell you, pal, the Canucks are not worth a billion dollars. They don't want to sell that. They don't want to sell that property. There, that's a, that's an inflated value right there. There's a lot of a lot of holes to patch on that <laughs> Rogers Arena roof. A lot of oh yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So yeah, January twenty eighth, Ilya Mikheyev out for the season, ACL injury. Luke Shen, uh, upper body, February 9th, then he was cleared to play two days later. February 16th, so the day after the... It's all from Cat Friendly, by the way. Um, oh, I'm on there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God bless Cat Friendly. Uh, yeah, February 16th, day after the Rangers game. Old Reckman Larson has an injury to his lower body that was later updated to week-to-week on the 18th. Curtis Cesar has an injury to his lower body. Expected duration is day-to-day. Not too bad. Um, seemed to be leg-related, I think. I don't know. Um, Oliver Ekman Larson, we know it's like a sprain. It's like a sprained ankle or something like that. It's a sprain yeah. of some sort on your leg, which is not supposed to be there. Yeah, if this was a team that was competing for the playoffs, I feel like they would be kind of pushing through the pain. Uh, but there may be... Uh, internally maybe ownership maybe management realized that n- now is the time to put everything on LTIR and come up with a plan right now because this is not looking good and now there's 14 million dollars on long-term injury reserve for the Canucks right now which blows my mind <laughs> Travis Dermott yeah Travis Dermott is also back on IR as well oh my lord and um there's Tanner Pearson 20- there's 21 there's there's 20.5 million dollars of injured players on the Canucks right now. I thought they hired a new medical staff. Wasn't that their big goal? Yeah, but then have you like all the stuff that's come out about the medical staff that's been very questionable, like Jason Dickinson playing for half the season with like a broken leg or something <laughs> like that and then he called them out after he left. Uh um, was it's listen, it's so mind-blowing. That, you know, you have a medical staff that, you know, there are shades of gray in the decision they're making, but then to not have your your communications team or your PR staff be like, here's how we should announce this so that your players don't have to go out the next morning and put out a tweet thread and be like, listen, I was there was no gun to my head forcing me yeah. to play like this was a decision like just it's oh, yeah. it, it's always the same situation with this team. It's like nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes. Um, yeah, so Ilya Mikheyev on LTIR season ending because of ACL. Michael Furland, um, LTIR, but he's probably done. He's. I mean, that's a pre. That's a pre-COVID name. Yeah, that's a pre-COVID long-term injured reserve. Like that was that just was, a, that was a strange long decision. Ago. Um, Tanner Pearson, obviously his hand situation. Um, he was at the Dustin Brown, uh, statue ceremony. Fun fact. Oh, that's nice. Good yeah. for him. That, that, that uh, you'd hope he would be there. Yeah. Cause you know, he was on the Kings for a bit. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought I, there were, there was like pictures of him from the event. I thought that was cool. Um, then Tucker Pullman, obviously as well on LTIR questionable if he's to return at there's all ever ever yeah the uh the scouting staff um uh you know maybe forgot to uh do a little research into the uh into the medical files here but i'm 
I'm just stoked that these players are not, you know, they're not gutting it out and ownership or sorry, management clearly is like, Hey, you know what? I think, I think we're just gonna, we're going to call it there. And you know, the Demco um, intrigue, but it all started with McKay like a direction, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try for the wild card too. It was like, no, like two, three weeks ago, it's like, no, this is done. Yeah. And we're going to do all the smart decisions and put as much money into that long-term injured reserve pool. And hopefully, and I'm hopefully, and this is whimsical, wishful thinking from my part, and you might agree with me, that all that cap space opens up and the Milan Luciches or or the, uh, I don't know, some nobody from Carolina or, you know, some, some or uh, a goalie from Dallas all of a sudden becomes a Canuck for a month and a half and they weaponize the hell out of that cap space and they formulate a plan going into the off season. I don't know. That's what I want. Is that might be something you might want. Milan Lucic. Well, my, my, nobody wants Luch here, but you know, the, the idea of Milan Lucic. <laughs> the idea is good. The, the execution could use some work. Listen, when Luch gets here, there's an, a nagging underlying injury. Um, and he gets put on LTIR the second he gets here. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I don't know. Um, I feel like it would be definitely interesting uh, for kind of the... Sorry. It would be definitely interesting considering the Boston situation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, considering, you know, he won a cup, at, but he's also from here. So that's kind of like the whole... Like, do you come back for your hometown team? Um, don't pull a John Tavares, obviously, but <laughs> you come back for your home. Milan Lucic, I'm coming home. For I'm coming years. home. You get the picture of him sleeping in the Canucks sheets. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember his old man was interviewed during the Stanley Cup round, and he goes, "Well." I'm from Vancouver and my son plays for Boston. So the Stanley Cup's coming to Vancouver one way or another. It doesn't really bother me too much. It's like, God, he had the best of both worlds. Yeah. And then Lucci brought the cup back to Vancouver for his cup day and like had a bunch of people. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I know somebody who went and saw it when he was here. It was down. um, It was down on Kitts Beach during like the Kitts sports day they would have. And it was like kind of. There was a, you know, kind of a ruckus, and I think it was. I, I can't, I, I don't remember much, but I do remember it was like, you know, there was a, there was a happening with it. Oh, okay. I was, I was, um, all of eight years old when that happened, so I don't remember a lot of that other stuff. I just remember Lucic brought the cup back here, and that was about it. Um, but yeah, the OEL situation. I do think it's. Like, it's unfortunate, obviously, that he got injured. And he was also... It was during the game. It's not like they shut him down in the middle of the season. But obviously, he had some nagging injury. Hopefully, he's okay. But at the same time, it's a good thing to shut them down. Shut them all down. This is a year to... to, uh, I mean, just pad Kuzmenko and Pedersen's stats. get, Get Pedersen to 100 points. You know hope to find hope JT Miller finds his smile and his offensive game again. And outside of that, you are looking to lose games five, four in regulation 
to get the best possible lottery ticket. And I don't think it just feels a lot different this year than in years past where, you know, part of the fan base would still have hope or, or management or, or ownership would still have that hope or that expectation. It seems like in the last like three weeks, everybody's on board. Like, okay, what's tankathon saying today? You know, you know, what are odds now that Arizona has, has won? Like everybody has clued in that the, the team they assembled and the Bruce there, it is run is in the rear view. And, it's time to it's time to to fix things and then you you know this fan base or not this fan base but like all a lot of fan bases will cling to that st louis blues model like they were in last place in january 2nd and they went on to win the stanley cup we're we're four years from the 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 blues winning the stanley cup and they trade tarasenko and ryan o'reilly so like they're these things move quickly and i think i think I think the market and the team themselves and the management are like kind of starting to realize like, okay, this is, this is what everybody wants. And we're not going to say it, but we now realize they wanted it for a long time. So shut everybody down, lose five, four, and let's hope for the best come the draft lottery. Yeah. I am not excited for that day. Cause also oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. Cause also, even if we don't even get first, like, the thing about this last year's draft is there was kind of a confusion of who would go first overall. Um, It was, like, Shane Wright, Uri Slavkovsky. Shane Wright eventually ends up fourth overall <laughs> in the weirdest sequence I've ever seen live. Um, Because it just kept panning back to Shane Wright the entire just time. That death stare. Oh, the death stare was iconic. Again, same level of pettiness. I, I understand. I understood the death stare. I understood. Of course, that. we all do. We've all been in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, other uh, tank awareness, I guess. Uh, Montreal won five two against the New Jersey Devils. Hey, that's positive. That's positive. We are manifesting a hometown kid that is from here and wants to play here and is a diehard Canucks fan who is a generational talent. We are manifesting him coming Manifest. to be drafted. By that we are manifesting the ever loving shit out of this, and <laughs> to the chat, to everybody listening, to everybody watching, it will happen. And listen, if if the draft lottery wasn't rigged, Arizona would have won it by now. Let's it's it's all gonna come oh, into place. That's a good point. Did you see the the thing that Batman just put out? What was that? He's asking the citizens of the. Tempe, Arizona, or whatever, to vote for the arena because it's now put been put to a public vote. <laughs> I love that this this seventy year old man who mm-hmm. are, is the commissioner of an you know of a big four. I I just like, he's out there glad handing and he's like you know I I just imagine him down in a on a street corner or going into a grocery store being like hey there's a big uh, you do you, you know how you really want that arena here. And they're like, no. It's like, well, you do. You gotta vote yes. This is what you need. You guys like hockey? You do now. It's he, he is, is putting that square peg in a round hole. Yeah, he um he feels like the type of guy that would lobby for that stuff, but then he would yell at Girl Scouts for not getting a permit to, permit to sell cookies. Like I just <laughs> get that energy from him. 
I don't know. That never, like, I was a girl guide. That never happened to me, but, like, I feel like he would still yell at us. Um, Batard to Nashville. You guys are just too, I don't want to say you guys are too good, but you're too mid. I am sorry. Oh, Nashville is such a mid organization. Nashville is such a mid. Minnesota is mid. Winnipeg is either really good or bad, so I call them mid. Minnesota? Huh? Miss. The signs write themselves. That works. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So the next schedule for us is St. Louis, arguably not a playoff team. That's a concerning. That's a concerning stop on the old uh, road to Bedard here because they're. We don't even we don't even know who's going to be playing for St. Louis by then. That could just be an AHL franchise. Everybody a- an that AHL w- franchise and Jordan Bennington. I I yeah exactly an AHL franchise. Don't even don't even get this. This show will go off the rails if we start talking about um, Jordan Bennington as a player or a person or as a person a user of Twitter. It, it, it's not going to oh, go well. A, a breather of <laughs> oxygen. He's the only <laughs> hockey card I've ever gotten that I have not put in my hockey card binder. Like that's it's a literally, great. I decorated it. It's all it's all stickered and stuff. I decorated this. I'm he is I'm not watching. In it. I'm hey, watching. It's the, gonna show up in a yeah, second. Yeah, I'm watching the speed here. Let's see this. I because I saw your stream earlier was that you were decorating. Ah, oh, looks like a burn book. I mean, if yeah. it was a burn book, that's where you would put Jordan Bennington, but you didn't, and so he belongs. Well, JT Miller is in here. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Myers <laughs> is also in here. He's a hey, Western are, one. They are doing things that will uh, will benefit this organization in the long run. And that and that that is get us a generational player. I have been I have been joking that like, you know, the one thing that this this franchise and this fan base and this market needs is like is Connor Bedard. But what would happen was is they the Canucks will somehow win the draft lottery, and ownership and management will learn nothing. And it's like, oh, we're done building, we're done accumulating assets. Sign everybody, we're fine now. Yeah. And very well could just go right back to ninth in the in the West. I'm that's, terrified of that. That's my worst fear. That is my worst fear. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. St. Louis is next. Then we have Boston. So good. I hear Boston's pretty good this year, but I might be incorrect. I don't I, I don't have that in my notes. Are they uh having a an they're, NHL they're record okay. setting season? Okay. They're okay. okay. Yeah, they're they're doing all right. Um Everyone thought they'd be bad this year. I pinned them to uh, not make the playoffs this year. I was thinking it's either them or Washington. That's them, Washington, or Pittsburgh that's getting kicked out, and I think it's going to be Washington. But yeah, yeah, nobody, nobody expected. You know the goal. I mean, the goaltending tandem they had. Oh, it's uh, insane. And and now you look at the Boston Bruins. You're like, well, that is a perfect team. And if you and I, I made this realization. Um, Earlier this year, we were giving out our our year end awards on the podcast, and in terms of salary cap or best contract, I just gave it to the Boston Bruins because they have the most incredible cap friendly page you'll ever see in your life. Only one player on the Bruins this year makes over seven million dollars a year. You're kidding me. I'm not. It is the no. most. It is the neat, most neat and tidy piece of business you will ever see on cap friendly. Oh my god. 
And it's Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> and it's Charlie McAvoy. It's. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Framing in the goddamn art, in a modern art museum. It's incredible. I hate that it's the Boston Bruins, but they have done everything right with their cap, and they are in. It's just. It's just beautiful. It's on. It's marvelous. Oh my god. Yeah. This is. This is like. It's bringing tears to my eyes. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is how you rebuild a team after the Stanley Cup finals, Francesco. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I've never hated a grown man more. We know you're listening, Francesco. Yeah, we know. You, you, you're very aware of Canucks Twitter. <laughs> God, what a loser. Um, Sorry. Anyway, yeah, Boston, then Dallas, who was also, like, they started pretty good. They're all right. Um, they are first in the central. They are? Okay, so then they're still really good. <laughs> they're another team that is rebuilt on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, If you go to their hockey DB draft history, they basically drafted their entire core in 2017 yeah. and then shed their old their old bones and, and brought in some sensible players. Again, if, if, if the Canucks did what Boston did after 2011 – or if they actually did a proper retool on the fly like Dallas did, we wouldn't be having these conversations. I mean, these these tank for Bedard dialogues might not be here, but they didn't do that. I, even if we were good this year, like we were spectacular first in the Pacific, I still think people would be talking about that because he's from here. But yeah, Dallas, the entire 2017 draft just completely ate that up. Um, (laughs) Just, just like, chef's kiss, I guess. Like, they just love that draft. Uh, Minnesota is next. Then we have Toronto. So, I know we're a bad team, which means that we're more likely to beat the Leafs. But oh, I yeah. hope we don't. No. It's also, they, it's also in Vancouver. Yeah, there are ga- there are games that you want to see the, the Canucks win. I was talking to, talk to my dad about this, and I'm like, lose four or five. For this for this tank for Bedard, but like give us a fun, you know, twenty percent of the time you you win and it's kind of fun to watch and and you hope that it's against the yeah I I don't really I, I twenty eleven was a long time ago my my disdain or dislike for the Boston Bruins is kind of minuscule here in twenty twenty three but if if the Canucks could beat the Maple Leafs at home four o'clock start. Ryan O'Reilly gets undressed by Kuzmenko and Pedersen and Mitch Marner takes a bunch of like puck over glass calls and they, they make them pay like, give it. Yeah. Give us that. I'll be fine for the rest of the year. You give us that little moral victory. I personally, I mean, this might just be because I like the Leafs. Oh, I like them too. Yes. It's an odd thing as a Canucks fan. Personally, I want a moral victory over Vegas. Oh uh, yeah. I just hate Vegas. Yeah, you you know Vegas is salivating right now. It's at all all of our LTIR space right now, <laughs> even though even though they just put um, Mark Stone back on LTIR. God, just think about if we had that kind of that type of LTIR pool money, we could try and get Eric Carlson again. Oh no, man. no! Do you know how much the money they have? They have four players on LTIR. And yeah. it's Mark Stone, Shea Weber, Robin Leonard, and Nolan Patrick. They have Jesus. 
23,557,143 on LTIR. That's a couple of bucks. <laughs> I wonder what they do with this money in Vegas. I yeah. I hope they the, go to, on the strip. But the more the moral victory, yes, would be against the Vegas Golden Knights because they are the least likable team in the NHL for the last five years or so. And yeah, seeing them, like you know, even even deep down inside, I kind of felt bad for Brad Marchand lo- losing and crying. Mm-hmm. against the St. Louis Blues and I'm like you know that was his third he just you know third time and they just lost the last few times but I mean I could watch the I could watch Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel and and Jonathan Marchessault cry after after a uh, elimination Jonathan Marchessault noted bad guy uh goes into the co- Instagram comments and oh. and insults the appearance of people's dogs so yeah I I'm I'm here for that watching them uh uh, fail at things yeah oh, oh yeah and uh the jack eichel he was also one of the guys who said the playoff ho- similar playoff hockey comments about buffalo and then now then last year the first first year of vegas just completely missed um <laughs> former canuck ben hutton is on the vegas golden knights which i did not know until now Former um, Canuck Derek Pouliot is also in that organization. Those two are playing together this year in the NHL. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. Yeah. Um, on their active roster, the Vegas Golden Knights only have two players that they drafted. Uh oh, that's a good. Qu- oh man, is it Nick Hague? Yep, and there's one forward. It's 23 years old. Oh, that's a good one. I can't think of it right now. Who is it? Paul Cotter. Oh yeah, household name Paul Cotter. That's a that's a guy that we should all know. We should all know. Yeah, I have no idea who this man is. <laughs> like, I mean, he no was clue. he was drafted in the fourth round. He's fifteen points, and he's a centerman. So that's he's making hay. That's what you want out of a fourth round draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> I, yeah, I do think it's interesting how the Vegas is always in the win now mode. Mm-hmm. So all the draft picks, all the prospects just get thrown away. Notably, uh, Nick Suzuki, one of them. Oh my, yeah. The, the, the what it was, the, the, the Golden Knights are incredible because you look at what they accumulated and how they big brained the entire. Uh, NHL general managing staff of like to protect these middling role players, and they they just got so many draft picks, and they had so many uh high, you know highly touted prospects, and then they gave them all away to get guys like Max Pacioretty or Mark. Well, they also Stone, gave away for nothing. Who they <laughs> gave away for nothing? Like they 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 are Vegas. They are bringing in so much money and they are spending even more money. And it's just it's a little scary to sit and look at it. It's wild. It's wild to take in. It's yeah. I mean, it's Vegas is Vegas. Their projected cap hit is $96 million. Oh, that's, that's peanuts. They'll, they'll cover that. That's, that, that's, a, that's a, uh, that's a high roller at the Bellagio. That's nothing to worry about. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. Uh, just before we get into the last little bit of the show, like, comment, subscribe. Smash the bell. Smash the yes. Yeah, smash the bell for notifications. Smash it. Kick it. <laughs> hit it. Um, Tanner Janot. Pretend you're Tanner Janot with it. He always he always makes a show. Dude, can you not? Sorry, my dog's in the background. He's going insane. What kind of dog? He's an Australian Labradoodle, and he's supposed to be asleep right now. Aww. Harrison? Harrison? He's still going. Oh, he is done. Awesome! I apologize for that. Uh, hey, Vegas, you could take OEL off of us. Yeah. Um, Nothing mixes worse. Like, like, there's oil and water, and then there's podcasts and streaming and dogs. So I, I oh, feel God. that uh, I feel that in my soul. I, I thought, because usually for like the later night games, he's asleep by then. Mm-hmm. He's not asleep. <laughs> Kick the bell, lick the stream. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Last note of the night, Luke Shen. Where do you think he's going? Well, Vancouver on a plane, obviously. But after that... <laughs> YVR, you dumbass. Uh, he's <laughs> he's all oh, he's he's everything a contender wants. He's cheap as hell. He's handsome as hell. He's got that uh, that dad energy, that old man strength. He's got twenty one points this year, three goals, eighteen assists, which is sneaky for this Canucks team. So uh, it's whoever gives up a, a a second or a third round draft pick for him, but. Uh, I think he'll go. I think he'll go somewhere in the West because this arms race is happening back East, and I don't know. I could see like Kevin Chevel Day off or or um, Brad Tree Living being like, "Well, they got Horvat and they got Tarasenko, but we got Luke Shen, so you know the West is is just as dangerous." Trade deadline of Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what about you? Where do you think he's going? People have been talking about Tampa. People have been talking about the Leafs. You know, both old teams wanting him back. Mm-hmm. Leafs especially, uh, considering you know he has cup experience that they don't. Um, well, the Leafs own they, the Leafs have like a third, a fifth, and a sixth round draft pick this year. So, oh yeah, give that third to Vancouver and He's like yours. we'll talk. I'm also I, not. You know, it, it, it's the age old. Uh, um advice the words of wisdom if you love something let it go if it comes back it's yours we've let luke shen go literally to the best possible place to win two stanley cups and he kept wanting to come back here he can go again he can come back here it'll be fine there's i'm not worried about losing luke shen Mm -hmm. and if we do well then we'll 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 navigate the seas of the nhl without a father figure Yeah, I personally, I really like Luke Shen. I literally have his, I have like He's a great. training camp game worn, player worn jersey from him. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite players. He's my background on my freaking computer. Like he, he is my fa- he's my favorite <laughs> defenseman Um. Uh, on the team. Like more than Quinn Hughes, who's on the poster behind me. So, <laughs> um. Yeah. What's not to dislike about Luke Shen? I like know. he is a lovable player. He's everything you want in a in a veteran role, and he's tough as nails. Like he's he's great. He's I think a lot of people in this fan base, you know, 
really really admire him and and want to see him back next year yeah i could definitely see like if they do trade him i could 100 percent see him resigning here um especially consider i guess like the colonna connection because he played for the colonna rockets mm-hmm. um tyler myers also played there um also yeah he just he says he really likes it in vancouver and i'm like i don't i don't want you to leave <laughs> He's, I mean, he really likes in Vancouver, so he's not the smartest, but I mean, he's still handsome, so that's fine. And come back, sign a three-year deal, get a bit of a raise, mm-hmm. finish up here. Like, there's, there's room for him on the on the roster and on on their cap friendly. But you know, I think he gets it. I I don't think that I I think he's pretty well aware of what the Canucks are doing. And if he likes it here so much, I kind of get the feeling that he's willing to help him out a bit in this, you know, getting dealt situation. Yeah, I definitely could see it. Yeah, because you made a good point. We did give him up <laughs> um, at one point. And that was like, he also set a record while he was with us for hits and then set a record again his second time around with hits. Yeah. He's absolutely insane. Uh, if Tampa wants him, they do have a third round this year. But they don't have a first for the next two years. They have a second for next year. Well, well let's take that second off their hands. You yeah. go. You can go. You can go win another Stanley Cup. Who did they trade for Chicago? Oh yeah, Brandon Hagel. Um, yeah, how did they get that? Like, I don't just... know. I have his rookie card though. I think. <laughs> or I might be thinking the wrong guy. Anyway, um, yeah, Luke Shen, and then as well. Boston. Do you think he'd go to Boston? I don't know. I he he would go somewhere and be a depth guy and be like a six, probably like a seven or eight um defenseman, and he kind of should be on a team like that. And with with a lot of teams, I always think of like you're really screwing up that chemistry and that mojo. And adding Luke Shen to the Bruins would be a easy and very beneficial decision in the long term because like you're bringing in a guy that's very consistent can play defense can weather the storm can remain relatively healthy through the sound the grind of the playoffs and you're not really disrupting anything so i i like that and he looks like a boston bruin he's so. yeah he's big tough fights Good. a lot of people <laughs> um i could definitely see that and I just don't know who we'd get if we get anything in return. Well, like picks, obviously, but they do still have a first. Boston does have a first. And it looks like they're probably going to win the President's Trophy, so that's going to be a late first, but still a Vancouver. I know Luke Shen probably won't go for a first. I'm well aware of that. Well, that'd be a a 32nd overall draft pick. And back in our day, that was a second round draft pick. That's how. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. There's a. Ugh. Yes. Um, <laughs> they so they have they don't have a second for the next two years though Boston mm. they have a third. If you're getting a second for Luke Shen, like that's like something somebody had to get has to get really desperate around around the trade deadline to kind of mm-hmm. cough that up. Like that's wishful thinking. I'm like, I'd see I, I, a third kind of makes sense. But if somebody wants to give a second, then, you know, who you don't, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And I, I certainly wouldn't, you know, who has all three first, second, and third. Uh, and probably who's also t- so, some, sometimes quite desperate. Who? The Edmonton Oilers. 
Oh God, they would love they would love Luke Shen there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And Ken Holland's Ken Holland's Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle window is is shrinking and shrinking. So any any defense to make it easier on Jack Campbell and and Stu Skinner is uh they're gonna they're gonna take that. So I I could see them throwing a something a little more valuable to get him. Yeah, and they do have uh seven million in LTIR space as well. Damn. Um, yeah, because they have Oscar Clefbaum, uh, Mike Smith, and Ryan Murray. Oh yeah, Ryan so they got they, they got stuff to work with. Yeah, they got stuff to work with. Um, yeah, and especially a team that definitely struggles defensively, I'd say Edmonton could be a good place for him. I don't think we play them again this year, actually. Uh I got Let my. Me I got my Canucks dog calendar uh, to my right. And I'm just taking yep. a look here. I don't think we do. I think the season series is done. What? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. the. No more McDavid. No more McDavid. So it wouldn't even be awkward if he came back to play here for one game. <laughs> or we had to go to Edmonton and see it. Like, it, honestly, yeah. I could see... I could see him going to Edmonton and if he is able to get far with them, good for him. Do I think but, Edmonton would win a cup? No. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of things you need to win a Stanley Cup and, and Edmonton doesn't have most of them. Yeah, there's yeah, personality maybe. Um <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think that's about the end of tonight, if that is all all right. Um we have discussed many a topic mainly about how the vancouver canucks have a questionable but hopeful but questionable future <laughs> um luke shen obviously we won't know um i think ian mcintyre said he's flying back to vancouver he requested to go back to vancouver um yeah obviously uh to be with his family and stuff like that isn't i heard get something traded. Didn't they say during the broadcast that she can't fly right now because she's so late in her pregnancy or something? Yeah. So yeah. they would have to so, like drive wherever they're going to? Apparently, I... Oh, driving distance is Edmonton. <laughs> that's a... I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the closest... That's conspiracy theory. Team, and that's a horrible drive. Oh, it's a horrible drive. I actually... I've never done that. Why am I saying that? I've never done it. But <laughs> I'm assuming it's horrible, especially now. Like... All the snow and everything. They did mention it. Um, yeah. It, if the deal... Basically, he was going to be scratched anyway as a trade-related thing because they seem to be closing in on a deal, but... Oh, okay. He re- he requested to go home. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and if it's not within the next day, few days, then assume the trade kind of went down a bit. But then again, the trade deadline is a week Friday. So. Yeah, that's coming up. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, I yeah. mean, it won't be fun. Nothing will happen that day, but the days leading up to it will oh, be fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, March 2nd, March 3rd, nothing will happen. March no. 2nd, everything will happen. <laughs> I, I remember sitting at my desk waiting for like a Brock Besser trade to be announced or JT Miller to be announced. I'm sitting at my desk at work and I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. Guys, like, it's going to happen. 11.54, Tyler Mott to New York. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that was it. And now he's in New York again. They love their... They, it's always Mott Girl Summer in New York. Oh, just... yeah. I, I, love, I love Tyler Mott. So I'm not even <laughs> mad. I'm not even mad. All right. No, happy anyway, for that, kid. Thank you for yeah. joining me, Ryan. Where can everyone find you? 
Uh, I co-host uh, Pucks on Net, a Vancouver hockey podcast riddled with rampant speculation without sources. Uh, we just put out an <laughs> we put out an episode last night that was a lot of fun. Uh, it'll be available in video on our YouTube channel tomorrow morning. You can find us youtube.com slash pucks on net and you can just type in pucks on net wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, yeah, check out our content, follow us on socials. If you've enjoyed listening to me bullshit for an hour tonight, you might like our show. And if you haven't, then we'll go kick rocks. You you know, what do you matter to me? Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that. (laughs) All right. Um, I have been Kaya May. You can find me on Twitter at real kma um as well like comment subscribe to sdpn follow sdpn sports on twitter and i hope everyone has a great night and i hope luke shen does not get traded because i will cry we all will we all will good night especially quinn hughes good night everybody (laughs) (laughs) game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook